Hello, welcome to Karma Light Conversations. I'm so glad you're joining me today. This is Frances Harry, and I want to share some Lenten thoughts. Today's Ash Wednesday of the year 2023. And the world's a mess, wouldn't you agree? And you want to do something about it? Something that will really make a big difference? will make this the best Lenten season of your life. Your prayers and actions may move mountains. It's time to act. Don't be willy-nilly. Give it your all. And if you fail, like we often do, get up. Jesus showed us how to get back up three times on the way of the cross. Pick up your cross and begin again. To give up is to regress. This is your time, your chance to make an eternal difference in your life, in the life of your loved ones, and in the life of the world. Pray constantly, fast frequently, give of yourself like never before. The whole point of Lent is to grow closer to God and to save souls, your own first and others as well. But let us begin now in prayer. Let's get recollected as St. Teresa Vava would tell us to do, to go within and look at Jesus present within the center of our soul. And pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come by way of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your dearly beloved spouse. Fill us with your light life and love help us to know and do your will come blow through the garden of my soul that i may flourish in the living waters of life amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen recently i posted a article on carmelite conversations blog site you can find that at www.carmeliteconversations.com and under the section entitled blog. And that's where this article is posted, where I compiled several ideas on what to do for Lent. And especially regarding prayer and coming to know Jesus more intimately. Because as we come to know him, we come to love him, and then we come to serve him in a myriad of ways. There are so many suggestions online about all these areas of these Lenten actions of pray, fast, and give. It's, it's a plethora. It's a feast of choices. What it comes down to is being convicted and choosing what to do. What is God calling me to do in my life, in my circumstances, that is doable, practical, that I can do habitually, that will help in transforming my life not just in this moment but forever and the lives of souls around me so today i want to remind people about the why of lent i'm so grateful holy church has given us the period of lent to prepare us for the easter celebration but it is far more than that i, I like to think of lent as a time of focused spring cleaning Yes, it's a time of soul searching and purification. At least it should be, right? 
We become complacent at times, though, through our daily living. And we need a boost to get out of this complacency and get spiritual as well as material adjustments made. You know, when we make New Year's resolutions, it's usually about something a person wants to improve for their own benefit. With Lenten resolutions, it's really about heading more directly to eternal salvation, to heaven. Lenten resolutions help us examine ourselves, hence growth in self-knowledge that the great St. Teresa of Avila always encouraged, so as to purify or mortify ourselves, our souls, so that we can dispose ourselves to a deeper, purer, truer love of God. And like she told us, we don't know how well we love God, but we can judge how well we are loving our neighbor. The two go hand in hand, and the fruit of good prayer is good works. So the church recommends us to focus on praying, fasting, and almsgiving. Those three things, praying, fasting, almsgiving. Pope Benedict XVI wrote in a message for Lent in 2011, quote, as she awaits the definitive encounter with her spouse in the eternal Easter, the church community, assiduous in prayer and charitable works, intensifies her journey in purifying the spirit so as to draw more abundantly from the mystery of redemption, the new life in Christ the Lord. End of quote. So at the root of all this, praying, fasting, and almsgiving is a purifying of the spirit to live life in Christ the Lord. He must increase and we must decrease. So as we choose what to do for this Lent, we should ask ourselves, what actions should I take to best purify my spirit to live this life in Christ? Again, great self-knowledge is needed here. We also need Knowledge of who Christ is, who we are, who we are in relationship to him, and what it is we want to speak with him about. St. Teresa of Avila, who you know is a doctor of the church, is adamant about how important that is when we come to prayer. When we come before the Lord to have a loving conversation with him and sit at his feet, listening, gazing into his eyes. And St. Teresa reminds us that it is prayer and reflection that help us enter this interior castle, the spiritual journey within. You know, if everyone understood the beauty and dignity of a pure soul, which St. Teresa imagines to be like a many-faceted diamond or a crystal castle, no one would so carelessly allow sin. You know, sin dirties up the place. Is our sin which covers the diamond, thus blocking the rays of God's love and grace from getting through to us. Mortal sin is like pitch tar completely blocking us from the light. Oh, I wish everyone understood this. So the church has provided us with a great battle plan to overcome our sinfulness. Pray, fast, give. Pray, fast, and give. Give alms. These three strategies help us to conquer the threefold love of the world, right? Love of the world pulls us down. What is the love of the world? It's lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. 
which line up with the sins of the flesh, lust, which damages the harmony between God and the soul, the sins of the eyes, avarice and greed, which harms the harmony between the soul and the body, and the sins of the pride of life, which hurts the harmony between the body of man and exterior goods. We can see how this great battle plan has been employed since the beginning of time. The scripture readings for the first Sunday of Lent this year give us great examples. We start in the book of Genesis. That would be Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 through 9, and chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. We see this threefold slavery into sin show up with Eve, who saw that the tree of knowledge of good was excuse me, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was, quote, good for food. And that was the physical lust, right? Quote, pleasing to the eyes. Well, that is the avarice or the greed, the desire to have more, more than what we need. And, quote, desirable for gaining wisdom, which is pride straining to make self equal to God. Where else do we find this triple slavery to sin play out? You will notice it in Psalm 51, verses 3 through 6, where we hear the famous psalm of David. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. The context of that psalm was that David, after his sin with Bathsheba, wrote this penitential psalm. Well, here's how that spiritual battle played out, resulting in David's fall. First, he desired the beautiful Bathsheba, who was another man's wife. That was the lust of the eyes. Second, sleeping with her was the lust of the flesh. And three, being too proud to admit his sin, he was responsible for the murder of Bathsheba's husband to hide his own sin, so the sins of pride. Thankfully, David did repent and wrote this beautiful penitential psalm, which is one that I would ponder deeply during this Lenten season, pray frequently. Then again, we will see the devil tempt Jesus in the desert in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. First, we have the lust of the flesh. The devil says, command that these stones become loaves of bread. And then for the pride of life, the devil says, throw yourself down from the temple and let the angels catch you. Well, essentially perform a stunt that would cause everybody to follow you. And the third one, lust of the eyes. The devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence, saying he'd give them all to Jesus if Jesus would only worship him. Well, we know Jesus overcame the evil one. In each one of these temptations, Jesus opposes the temptation by quoting from scripture, especially from the book of Deuteronomy. Jesus overturns the threefold fall, the threefold fall of Adam and Eve, the threefold fall of David, and he helps us overcome ours too. We are called to overcome these temptations as well. Do our part. Hence, the church lays out this threefold battle plan, especially for Lent. Pray, fast, Give alms. Additionally, we have the threefold theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, with their corresponding superior faculties of the soul, which are intellect, memory, and will. 
which help us exercise the evangelical counsels of obedience. You can think of humility there. Poverty, which is our detachment. And chastity, which is our purity. This triple harmony is what we aim for to overcome the triple slavery or the disorder of the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. Obedience puts to death pride. Poverty puts to death the lust of the eyes. And chastity puts to death the lust of the flesh. Now we are all tempted to sin. But Lent is our great opportunity to focus on the spring cleaning of our souls, to grow in harmony with God, to conquer our sin, and to love our neighbor. Fasting mortifies the lust of the flesh. Almsgiving mortifies the lust of the eyes and our greed, always wanting more. And prayer mortifies pride and increases our dependency on God to do his will, not our own. Thy will be done. As Pope Benedict XVI said in his Lenten letter in 2010, I quote, Through the traditional practices of fasting, almsgiving, and prayer, which are an expression of our commitment to conversion, Lent teaches us how to live the love of Christ in an ever more radical way. In synthesis, the Lenten journey in which we are invited to contemplate the mystery of the cross is meant to reproduce within us the pattern of his death from Philippians 3, verse 10, so as to effect a deep conversion in our lives, that we may be transformed by the action of the Holy Spirit, like St. Paul on the road to Damascus, that we may firmly orient our existence according to the will of God, that we may be freed of our egoism, overcoming the instinct to dominate others and opening us to the love of Christ. End of quote. I pray may Pope Benedict XVI please intercede for us before our Lord and obtain for us a fruitful Lent with deep conversions of heart. Let us pick up our cross and follow Jesus, that we may unite with him and participate through him, with him, and in him for the salvation of souls, starting with our own. With that, I'd like to close with this prayer, and it's compiled from the Ash Wednesday morning prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours, the Intercessions. So let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our living Father, you have brought us to the beginning of Lent. We pray that in this time of salvation, you would fill us with the Holy Spirit purify our hearts, and strengthen us in love. May we be filled and satisfied by the word that you give us. Teach us to be loving, not only in great and in exceptional moments, but above all, in the ordinary events of daily life. Help us abstain from what we do not really need, and help our brothers and sisters in distress. Grant us the grace to bear the wounds of your Son, Jesus, for through his body he gave us life. And may Mary, our mother, intercede for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. 
I'm hoping to add a couple other Lenten reflections through this season, particularly from our Carmelite saints. So I thank you for joining us. And I invite you to go to CarmeliteConversations.com and see our blog site and um, find some more suggestions for Lent if you're, you haven't picked one yet. Um, you might want to pick something different every week, but the point is again to grow closer to God. Thank you and God bless you.